We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Good morning. Good morning. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have a fun episode for you today. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and your coach, Brittany King, and I am just jazzed up to chat with you today. I have a lot of different thoughts and things I want to share with you today, but as I'm thinking about today, February 14th, 2023, Valentine's Day, and what this day means to me, I always go to the thought of self-love. And I teach this to my clients, but I want to talk to you about this as well today, about how self-discipline is a form of self-love. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, But it's really funny because this date is just another arbitrary date that we give meaning to. And I've never been a big Valentine's Day fan. I don't love any of the Hallmark holidays. However, when I look at a holiday as a circumstance and I decide what I want that day to mean, then it changes everything. So February 14th really didn't mean anything until last year when that was the official due date for Baby King. And I remember looking at the calendar after they told us the due date and I saw that February 22nd was a week later, exactly a week later. And I just knew that that was the day Baby King was making their entrance into the world. At that time, I didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl. And I remember everyone being like, you're not going to want to be pregnant for another week. And I was like, watch me. Like, I am going to want to be pregnant for another week because that is baby due date. And sure enough, guess what happened? Ellie Joy entered the world 2-22-22. So next week, I'm going to do a whole episode about my takeaways of being a new mama um, before Ellie's birthday. So you can hear all about that next week. But that's not why I'm here today. There is one thing I do want to say, because if you watched the Rihanna concert um, with football included, you noticed, or you might've heard, or you probably Googled, is Rihanna pregnant? Like I did, like the rest of the world did. And she is pregnant and she's also eight months postpartum. And I was just beaming, beaming, watching her, watching her perform watching her take the biggest stage, right? Like literally the Super Bowl is one of the biggest stages in the world. And she showed up in all of her glory, postpartum pregnancy. And I was just so floored in the best way that it brought tears to my eyes because my mission is to help women and especially mamas, because now I'm in this place of being a mama and wanting to empower mamas that they can do it all. They can have it all. And the emotions and the thoughts and the challenges that we all experience are so normal. And that means that if we can see other moments going out there and doing it and making shit happen for them, no matter how hard, no matter how challenging they are experiencing, you know, their inner world, when someone else steps up and does it, it gives us permission to do the 
same. So I don't usually pay too close attention to the Super Bowl halftime show. Like I just, I, I enjoy the entertainment, but for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, I know what reason this halftime show really struck me and it made me emotional in the best kind of way. I think Rihanna just showing up love like the way that she just like carried herself and the way that she just like rubbed her belly <laughs> during diamonds it just gave me chills from head to toe i thought it was such an empowering moment for not just mamas but all women all women and especially the little girls that were watching the show like i was watching the show with my niece rain and my daughter ellie and it was just such a powerful moment because she made a choice to show up for herself and it was so important that she showed up for herself that she chose to take this challenge on to perform the super bowl halftime show while being a new mom. Like that is such an amazing thing that she did and being an example of that for her son and being an example for all of us. And that is a part of my mission. My why is I want to be an example of what's possible for my baby girl. I want her to see what it looks like for her mom to show up for herself, to show up for her life, to show up for this world and that she can have it all. She can do it all. She can be a mom. She can be a business owner. She can be a wife. She can be a friend. It's not choosing one or the other. And I think this moment was just a reminder to myself that becoming a mom was one of the hardest things of my life, but it was also the best thing I've ever done. And anytime I'm making decisions, anytime that I am choosing certain things, it has to be worth it. It has to be worth it. And I feel like Rihanna was just such an example of that for the halftime show. The other thing that I just loved was that she started with bitch better have my money. I mean, come on. She's a billionaire, $1.4 billion self-made, crushing it. And I was like, yeah, girl, you better start with bitch, better have my money. It was just from, you know, start to finish. My only complaint was that it wasn't long enough, but also knowing like where she's at, maybe like that was just as much time and energy that she had to put towards that show. So anyway, that's not what this episode's about, but I have to say how empowering it was and such a reminder of like becoming a mom is the hardest thing. But like after doing that, it's like we can do hard things over and over and over and over and over again. And we can blow our own minds and be examples and help show other women what's possible, whether or not you choose to be a mom. Like that's not what it's about. It's just being an example, showing, being like, hey, we didn't think we could do this. Watch me. We can. Oh, so good. So good. I just can't. And my heart is just still overflowing. I just couldn't get enough of it. Anyway, that's not what this episode's hundred percent about, but you know, I think a big part of this process that I have learned about becoming a new mom and just in general, because self-love has always been a foundation of my work. You know, I became a coach really on the journey to learn how to love myself and most importantly, how to accept myself. I used to really hate myself and I experienced a lot of self-loathing and it would manifest in some really toxic behaviors and um, self-sabotaging cycles 
So I ended up finding my way into coaching because I was trying to figure out how to stop sabotaging myself. Like anytime I'd be happy, anytime I would have things working out in my way, I would always find a way to mess it up. And self-sabotage was real. So self-love has always been the foundation of my work. And I find that when I'm loving myself all the way through that my work, everything works together, my life, my work, my relationships. So I really wanted to do this episode because I noticed that a lot of my clients have a hard time loving themselves. They will pour their energy, heart and soul into everyone else in their life, which leaves very little left for themselves. And I am a big believer that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And what that means is, you know, you cannot give without filling up your cup first, that taking care of yourself first. You hear me talk about prioritizing yourself all the time, but now I think we need to take it to a step further and understand like what that actually means. Because I think it was, I think it was Will Smith that I heard talk about this, like in in self-love in this way. And it really resonated with me and I want to bring it back to the podcast. So he talked about how self-discipline is the highest form of self-love. And I think that this is where my clients get caught up a lot is that they want to have self-love, but they don't have the self-discipline to do the things, to prioritize themselves, to follow through on the commitments with themselves. So in this episode, I want to talk about how to create a practice of self-discipline. And I also want to talk about why I think that this is the highest form of self-love. You know, we we all know that discipline is necessary if we want to achieve our goals, but we also have to love ourselves enough to go after our goals from a place of abundance, from a place of acceptance, not from a place of insufficiency. So first let's talk about what self-discipline is. Because I think, you know, when we think about the word discipline, it often has a negative connotation, like we were getting in trouble, but self-discipline, all that it really means is keeping you on track. Like you want to have discipline. It's just keeping you on track. I always look at my husband and I'm always like, how is your, your, your prefrontal is firing all the time. He's the most disciplined person I know, but it's not in a negative way. It's not in a way of punishment. It's just what he does. He says something and then he just does it. And it just, he stays on track. He's literally the most consistent human I know. And I'm always asking him like, what are you thinking? How? And it's just, his thoughts are so basic. They're like, it's just what I do. I say, I'm going to do it. And I just do it. And it's just, there's no drama. It's just very clear. And it's not this, there's no fluff. It's just like, I said, I'm going to do it. And then I just do it. So self-discipline is keeping you on track. And when you stay on track, right? If you create a plan and you stay on track, you're going to hit your goals, right? So even if the goal is really big, if you stay on track and, or you get off track and you know how to get back on track, you eventually will hit your goals. And this allows you to expand into your full potential. Now, the problem with, if, if you don't have discipline, then you always stay kind of stuck and you might not ever utilize the potential that you have within you. Now I know myself personally, I have struggled with self-discipline. My clients struggle with self-discipline. And I think we all know that self-discipline is a key ingredient to living a fulfilled life. But the problem that we run into is we make a lot of excuses and our excuses seem really valid, but it's the exact thing that keeps us from stop moving forward. 
So let's talk about why I think self-discipline is one of the highest, if not the highest form of self-love. You know, the way that I look at self-love is self-acceptance. That's kind of where I think like self-love really starts is accepting ourselves, our whole self. And then self-discipline is a part of that because that means following through on the commitments that you make to yourself to take care of yourself. So when you're looking at self-love as a form of self-discipline, it's telling yourself that you will delay any comfort or gratification. You will delay any instant gratification for better things to come in your future. So a form of self-love is self-trust. So discipline is trusting yourself by doing what you say you're going to do. So self-discipline is trusting yourself, following through on your commitments, doing what you say you're going to do. So you do this by aligning your actions, right, with your thoughts. So we get so caught up in taking action. We just take action. We're constantly like, I got to do this. Okay, this is what I have to do to take care of myself. This is what I have to do to prioritize myself. But you can take those actions, but you won't be able to sustain those actions if the thought behind it isn't clear. So if you think you just should be taking action and you need to be doing these things without actually looking at what thought is behind it, then you're not going to be able to, to sustain it. And chances are it might be coming from a place of lack. It's definitely coming from a place of insecurity. So you always want to look at what your thoughts are, not what actions you're taking, because your actions are a symptom of what you're thinking. Because if your thoughts and emotions are in alignment, then your actions are just naturally going to happen. So the reason why I find that this is so important is because it's very easy to love ourselves when things are going right. All of the circumstances are lined up perfectly and we can just do, do, do without anything coming, without anything getting in the way. But that's just not realistic with being a human being. So true self-love is learning how to love yourself when you are facing a hard time, when you are facing an obstacle. So what you are willing to do no matter what to create, to go after the vision that you have for your life. So no matter what challenge comes up, no matter how difficult something is, you can love yourself through it. And I think this is where so many of my clients have a hard time. They have such a hard time loving themselves when things aren't going the way that they want them to, when they come up against a challenge and they don't like the way that they have responded to it. So learning how to love yourself and follow through with your commitments when things are not going your way is the ultimate way that you can create success in your life where you will feel fulfilled and where you will build the relationship of self-trust with yourself. So when I think about discipline, it means doing the hard thing right now so your future self can enjoy the benefits of it later on. And I know this is so tricky because we have instant gratification at our fingertips. We have dopamine hits everywhere we go. And when you have self-discipline, you know, if you delay that you will get a benefit later on. So this is the delayed gratification. So I like to view self-discipline as the skill set of delaying gratification. Now, if you can learn this skill, you are going to be set up to live a magnificent, wonderful, sustainable life. 
Now I use, I, I am careful when I use the word happy because I think so many people come to me because they want to be happy, but happy is just one part of the puzzle. Well, it's just like one part and it's such a fleeting thing for me. I want to feel, um, proud. I want to feel, I want to feel determined. I want to feel courageous. Like I want to feel these like big emotions. I don't necessarily want to feel happy all of the time. Like I want to be experiencing these other emotions because I know that the fuel that that creates is going to help me create even more incredible results in my life than I've already created. So if you can develop this skill of self-discipline as a form of self-love, that means giving up a dopamine hit, something that's going to make you feel good, like checking your Instagram or online shopping or eating the donut in the moment. So you can experience the benefit that comes later on. So if you can learn how to lean in and master this, you are going to tap into the true essence of self-love. So let's talk about procrastination in terms of self-discipline, because yes, you might be thinking, okay, I know self-discipline is important, but when it comes to procrastination, our self-discipline needs to be refined. So if you have a hard time following through on tasks, commitments with yourself, like anything that you want to do for yourself, you find yourself putting it off. This is where your self-love, self-discipline is going to come into play because procrastination comes from a lack of self-discipline. And when we procrastinate, there's a lot of fear behind the procrastination. The reason why we don't take action, we like to tell ourselves there's all these other reasons, but procrastination is a symptom of some emotion that we are avoiding reacting to or resisting. So if you can understand when you're procrastinating, like what are you avoiding in that moment? It could just be a little bit discomfort. It can be something that doesn't feel good. There might be some fear that, you know, the thing that you want to set out and do that if you're not going to do it well, or you're not going to um, fit, follow through with it. So there might be fear that's blocking you, that's holding you back. But if you can tap into that place of self-love of following through with your commitments, with yourself, building that self-trust and the procrastination, once you come up against it, you'll be able to find a way around it. So the very first thing that you need to do is to be able to look at what thoughts that you have that is creating the block, that's creating the procrastination. Because once you're aware of what thought is creating that emotion that's stopping you from moving forward, the easiest thing that you can do is allow yourself to be present with feeling the resistance, whatever fear, whatever anxiety is coming up. And then once you sit in that discomfort, it will move through you. When you allow yourself to process it, you allow the emotion to be there. Then you're able to think much more intentionally about how you want to move forward. And when you view self-discipline as a form of self-love, and you can love yourself, even when you're coming up against resistance and you can love yourself through the resistance, the resistance wall will disintegrate. It starts to dissolve. And then you stop procrastinating because you have to love yourself enough to create a schedule, follow through on your commitments to yourself. 
So if you can let go of the procrastination, if you can allow yourself to feel the negative emotion that's that's creating the symptom of procrastination, you will be amazed at the results that you can create in your life. Like if you stop procrastinating on the things that you want to do for yourself, just imagine, just imagine the results that you'll create. Now you always need to look at if you are procrastinating, that's a symptom. You want to look at what thoughts you have. You want to look at what excuses are coming up. You want to look at the emotions that they're creating, because then once you can understand it, you gain authority over it. So if you find yourself procrastinating a lot, the first place to start is looking at your mind. What are my thoughts? What are the thoughts that I have about the thing that I'm procrastinating on? It will reveal it and you will be able to understand why you're procrastinating and what you need to do moving forward. So let's talk a little bit about what self-discipline really is. So I know I said in the beginning that I think there's a negative connotation with self-discipline, right? We often see discipline with punishment or a set of rules you have to follow, follow. So I want you to write down what you think self-discipline is. Like, what is your relationship with the word self-discipline? Like what comes up in your mind? Because once you're aware of what it what your thoughts currently are about self-discipline and what you want your thoughts to be about self-discipline, you'll be able to move through your commitments to yourself and follow through on your commitments to yourself with so much more ease because you won't be coming up against a wall, right? If you think that self-discipline means you have to follow the rules and you've done something wrong, I want you to maybe be wrong, (laughs) Maybe you can just let go of how you view self-discipline. And if you invite in how it feels to think of self-discipline as self-love, notice what your thoughts are and how that feels in your body. Because if you truly want to love yourself, you truly want to develop the skill of self-love and self-love, self-discipline is a form of self-love. Would it be worth tapping into this mindset to help you create the results that you want to help you follow through on the commitments that you have for yourself. So let's talk about the power of self-respect while you learn self-discipline because discipline is all about respecting yourself. When I Googled what discipline means, the internet said, It's a habit or practice of regularly following through on a particular course of action. That's all that it means. So if you want to be disciplined, if you want to develop the skill of self-discipline, you also have to respect yourself, right? Now, if you think that this is a contradiction, then you've missed the point of what self-discipline is because self-discipline is an internalized act of self-respect, Because if we have self-respect, then we are going to create a very, not balanced, you know, balance is a lie, a very um, connected, harmonious life. If you have self-respect, you're going to treat your mind, you're going to treat your body, you're going to treat your spirit with so much love. The way that you respect someone outside of yourself, if you treat yourself the same way that you respect someone that you admire in your life, you'd be amazed at what that would create in your internal world. So when you have self-respect, that means that 
you honor the commitments that you have for yourself. When you have self-respect, you create an internal dialogue that is loving and compassionate, especially when you make a mistake or when you quote unquote mess up. So the more that you can respect yourself, the more that you can accept yourself, the more that that self-discipline that you have is going to create an amazing life for you. Now, the most beautiful thing when I say amazing life is it's so subjective and it's completely in your control. The way that you define what an amazing life is, you look at the qualities of it, and then you look at the quality of the thoughts that you have about that amazing life that you want to create. Okay. So we've talked about what self-discipline is, what self-love is. We've talked about self-respect, right? We've talked about how to create sustained success by following through on the commitments that you make with yourself by having that self discipline. So I think the the last thing that I want you to really think about or question or journal about is if you look at the results that you currently have in your life and you look at the thoughts that you have about it, how has your level of self-love and self-discipline influenced these results? Because if we have certain results in our life and we know that our thoughts create our results, there might be a level of disconnect between what you want and what you currently have. So I want you to really think about if you have this level of self-discipline and you love yourself enough to delay the gratification today to get amazing results in the future, what that's going to create. For you based off of the current results that you have. Because if you let your thoughts truly do the heavy lifting here, if you let your thoughts create so much self-love for yourself, when you're following through, when you're not following through, if you let your thoughts really show up in an empowering way, I want you to think about the life. I want you to think about the results that you can create from a place of self-discipline and a place of self-love. Now, if you learn this skill, and I do say learn the skill because we are not taught the skill of loving ourselves. I know one of my clients was like, I literally, this is one of my first times even hear, like hearing about self-love, like the thought of spending time choosing loving thoughts, accepting ourselves exactly as we are and loving ourselves enough to follow through on our commitments with ourselves. Like, you know, she just heard of this as a concept. It just never crossed her mind because it just wasn't in her world. So this is a skill set. So I don't want you to think that, oh, I can't do this. Like this is something that other people have inherently. It's like, absolutely not. I had to learn the skill of self-love. I had to learn how to self respect myself. I needed to learn how to trust myself. And I will say it's an ongoing practice because every new level, every new capacity that we reach, we almost have to relearn this at the newest 
capacity at our newest level. So it's being able to learn how to respect yourself and love yourself and trust yourself enough to lean into the discomfort of being self-discipline. Because if you know that self-discipline means like overriding our human instinct for pleasure, right? Like self-discipline means like going against how our brain has evolved. So we have to be okay and love ourselves and respect ourselves and trust ourselves enough to be okay with that discomfort, knowing that what we want in the future is so much more impactful than what we would get in the present moment, then you have cracked the code, my friend. Now I want you to be super loving and I want you to give yourself so much grace as you learn the skill of self-discipline as self-love. So my takeaway for you is to spend a little time after this episode, really writing down what your thoughts are about self-discipline and self-love and what your thoughts are about self-discipline as a form of self-love. Notice how your thoughts are. And if they're feeling very negative, if they're creating a lot of resistance, ask yourself, what if I was wrong about this? And then get into a place of thinking in a very intentional way that if self-love was a form of self-discipline, what would be different in your life? What results would you create differently if self-love and self-discipline was just the norm for you? So this takes time and practice to develop this kind of skill, but as long as you continue to stick with it and you take small steps for it every single day, you are going to blow your mind at what you can create in your life. Because I'm telling you, this might take work and it might take a little bit of patience and time, but the reward is massive. All right, my friend, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I would love to know your biggest takeaway. If you are struggling with this concept of self-love, if you are struggling with the concept of following through with your commitments to yourself, I got you. Send me a message. I would love to hop on a call. We can chat for 30 minutes. I can help show you where your blocks are and create a plan moving forward. So if you want to schedule something, there's a link in the show notes. If not, just Keep showing up for yourself. Keep loving yourself no matter what. Keep following through with your commitments with yourself no matter what. All right. Until next time, remember to love yourself. Own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. I hope you have a beautiful day.